I saw the best minds of my generation Destroyed by madness, starving, hysterical I should be allowed to glue my poster I should be allowed to think I should be allowed to glue my poster Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Dre, I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us, and we give our honest reactions to it. It's typically our first time hearing any particular release that is on the show. The format for the show is that we have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice, and we usually get through between five and seven of them. You know, we don't hold back when we talk about it, so uh, sometimes our reviews are less than stellar, but... It's not a review. It's not also not a review show in a traditional sense. Um, we don't really make value judgments about most of what we hear. Uh, we honestly just really like, like punk and hardcore, um, and we want people to uh, go out and support it and pursue it. Continue to start bands, buy records, book shows, all of that. So we talk about it. Um, if you are offended by our take on your band, maybe reassess why that is. Because we're just two grown adults um, who who are are taking an active interest in a thing that is uh, predominantly grown out of by, uh, by the age of 25 or younger and uh, are surrounded by various toys and comic book paraphernalia. So if you're taking our opinion seriously, um, that's really not on us. That's on you. Yeah, I mean, you might, um, it might make, make you question, um, who's actually the shitty one here? <laughs> indeed, right? indeed it would. Right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we, yeah. we say that just as a way to like, it, it's, it's sort of a... Um, it's sort of a, it's sort of a uh, soft kid glove, sort of like, well, fuck you if you don't like what you have to say, right? Um, right. But uh, it also kind of means that uh, we're kind of shitty too. No denying it. No denying it whatsoever. I'm not. I am. I'm in no way trying to posit my uh, moral superiority over uh, any listeners of this show. But uh, yeah, I mean, essentially, it's essentially just my disclaimer to avoid any any accountability for the wild shit that I say on this show. Yeah, um, it's it's basically it's a universal just just kidding, bro. Um, so on that note, uh, we got anything that we want to address this week, Nate? You you have been pretty much cloistered from the rest of the world and and working for the last week or two. I haven't. I've been. I, I am very tired right now. I uh, been a been a been a good boy at work. I've been. Um, taking care of mother Gaia and, mm-hmm. uh, giving back to the, the loving earth that gives so much to us. And, uh, you know, I know that that's, uh, that's definitely my ticket to heaven. And, uh, so <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to cash that when the day comes, you know, but like, look at all the things I did for, for Gaia and, uh, you know, see where that gets me. Um, but no, I am very tired. We've been, I've been working on a pretty big project pretty much for a week straight. So, um, yeah, I'm rather tired. I don't have much to say. I mean, not much is going on. Right. I mean, what are we, what are we in? Like, um, week five of, uh, fighting the cops, um, Mm -hmm. four or five. Right. Yeah. Uh, they're still at least in Fort Wayne. They're still being shits, aren't they? Um, they they are indeed yes they're uh chasing down sign holders in the streets and shooting them with rubber bullets and letting rednecks rip up private property in the north side of town for what appeared to be eight hours um last week i don't know if you heard about that oh i sure did i sure did pretty pretty fucking cool yeah yeah letting Um, letting rednecks have a diesel party at the mall for eight hours ripping up and down the street rolling coal 
dr- drinking and driving, um, vandalizing private property, and uh, had nothing to say about it. Not a, not a single shot was fired. <laughs> <laughs> yep, for sure. I, so anybody anybody not in, in Indiana or the Fort Wayne area, uh, just to contextualize that a little bit, we talked about it on the podcast a, a bit a few weeks ago, um, but when the peaceful protests against police brutality downtown took place, um, the, the cops immediately met even the the slightest show of uh, dissent with uh, overwhelming force and the use of uh, chemical we- agents that are banned in warfare. They immediately tear gassed us and shot us with rubber bullets. Um, and yet uh, just a few days ago, a group of hundreds, possibly thousands of rednecks got together on private property and uh, drove monster trucks and shit around, um, blocked and intersections. To be fair, it was not their private property. No, no, it was not their private property. It was private, the private property owned by, by whoever owns Glenbrook Square Mall. Right. Um, and not only did, did the cops not fire tear gas or rubber bullets at them, uh, they also, I, I learned, got the benefit of a warning text. Um, yeah, gave them three they, hours they, to clear out. That's right. They gave them three hours, whereas the minute that uh, any traffic was blocked in the in the police brutality protest, um, tear gas canisters were immediately shot with no concern for passersby or uh, people that were stuck there in their cars. Um, so, yeah, it's good. It's good to see in action the uh, assertion of many people, which is that there are two different two different sets of rules for a uh, different type of people. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, that, so, you know, that's still happening. Um, the bug is back and better than ever. Um, that's right. Yep. The bug is back. And, it, and uh, boy, uh, it did not like being forgotten. Um, no, it didn't. You know, the world's still burning, but hey, what are you going to do? I can't complain. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, uh, I was going to correct you when you said that there's nothing going on. I was going to say there's a lot going on, but it's just the same. It's just the same stuff. I will say, uh, here's some good news. Let's let's, uh, let's turn it around and get some good news in here instead of shitting on everything. You know what? Because I don't want to. I don't want to come off as a killjoy. Right. You know. Yeah. I don't yeah. Wanna, of course. I, I don't want to get a rep. I don't want to get a rep as a curmudgeon or a killjoy or anything like that. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I'm 45 episodes in. It's time to start making sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, well, seriously, 45 episodes in. So, you know, basically what folks know of me is uh, an hour and a half, two hours a week if they listen to the whole thing. Um, right. I'll be hamming it up on this show. You know, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a bummer. Um, so here's some <laughs> good news for you. Um, okay. Today was a groundbreaking for the Captain Janeway, uh, Captain Janeway Monument in Bloomington, Indiana. Uh, Captain Jane, Janeway of the Star Trek Voyager? That is correct. It will be unveiled in October because she was born on May 20th in, or May 30th in, in Bloomington, Indiana and some, you know, in the future. That's, that's very sick. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, topically, uh, I actually started watching Star Trek Picard last night. Yeah. What'd you think of that? It's really good. I like it a lot. Um, the criticism of it, uh, I don't think is, I don't think is well-placed it. Yeah. It, it deviates from the traditional Star Trek format a little bit, but not enough to me to seem all that different. I think it's still exploring a lot of the same ideas. Um, it's really cool to see where, uh, where they picked up, um, you know, several decades after, uh, next generation left off. I I am really enjoying it a lot. I'm, and I'm like, I want to say, 
maybe four, maybe five episodes in. And I, yeah, I like it a lot. I'll probably watch some more tonight. I liked it too. I think that, um, people are just going to complain, right? No matter what you put in in front of people, some assholes are just going to tell you it sucks and they're going to complain. Um, that's true. Yeah. And, uh, I thought it was cool. I thought that it did not have the feel obviously of like a a typical Star Trek show, but that's because it's, it's technically not a star. It's not about Starfleet, right? Right. Exactly. Yes. And so it's it doesn't about Picard, take, so. it doesn't take place in Starfleet, which I think is cool because you get to actually see some of the life out, you know, what is happening in that timeline outside of life in Star in Starfleet. Right. right what, exactly. what do regular ass people do? What do they do for fun? What do they, what do they get their rocks off on? You know, how they, how they doing? Right. Yeah. And no, that's what sure. I, I think. I, like I think it's that. a pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's cool, uh, very cool world building for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've I've enjoyed it a lot. Like I said, I'll probably I'll probably watch some more of it tonight. Um, but yeah, that's cool that there's a Captain Janeway monument going up. That rules. That's way better than uh, all the monuments that are getting torn down. It looks Captain yeah, Janeway well, and, is objectively cooler. And that's what I was gonna say is, you know, I mean, frankly, I'm surprised somebody hasn't taken a swipe at old Matt Anthony Wayne downtown uh, yet. Um. Yo, actually, I think I think there has been some I I think there's been some ruckus made about Anthony Wayne, and I'm not sure. I don't think it's ha- had anything to do with the statue yet, but I I know that there has at least been some some letter, letters written and some angry pieces written um, about the fact that Anthony Wayne is a murderous psychopath. Yeah, I mean, he's called bad Anthony so, Wayne Wayne because he was just crazy about killing Indians. <laughs> Yeah, like quite quite literally, that is why his name is Matt Anthony. Right, right. Like, <laughs> so, like, and that's why they sent him. Right, that's why they sent him here was uh, to uh, kill as many indigenous people as as, as he could. Um, and then yeah. they, then they named uh, the town after him. Yeah, for sure, they sure did. I mean, the the original name of Fort Wayne, Kikiaga, is better. Um, Much better. I like it. Why not keep that? Yeah. Oh, I know. It's because uh, the white man didn't name it. Right. Yes. Exactly. We had to name it for the. We had to name it for the um, slaughterous lunatic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that purged the area of its native population. Right. A man. A man so shockingly violent that he even drew gasps from his counterparts of the era. Right. Yes. I mean, yo, to get the nickname Mad Anthony. In, a in time, that climate? Yes. In a time of like when it was just, sure, well, let's own people. Fuck them. Who gives a shit, right? <laughs> right. Who yeah. gives a shit what happens, right? Hey, you got your right. you got a fucking wife beater, right? Who gives a shit? Yeah. Beat, them. Beat your kids, yeah. Yeah. right? Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck right. about anything? You're white. You're a dude. Fuck it up, right? And then right. as if that's not fucking wild enough... To be wild enough that people are like, oh, that's Mad Anthony Wayne. Stay the fuck away from that guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. You got to do a lot to get that rep. Right. I mean. Um, so, yeah, I I, I, think it, I think it's fair that people are perhaps looking on our namesake with uh, a little bit more scrutiny. <laughs> yeah, and there's like a little turtle statue, but he's squirreled away in the park not too far away from Anthony Wayne. He's not right downtown. Um, right. I'm just surprised that he no one's put a fucking rope around him and pulled him down yet um you know we'll see yeah we'll, we'll see, see. It, may, it might go that direction if you had um, to replace know, him what would you put up um who's that porn star that's from fort wayne um uh brie 
Bree something. Okay. She was she she dated Charlie Sheen. I, I was just thinking about Charlie Sheen. I was wondering if he was dead yet. <laughs> no, he's alive. Okay. Um, I I I'd maybe put up a statue of that porn that porn lady. Okay. All right. Instead of you? instead of the conquering Anthony Wayne. Uh, yeah. Mole. I put a statue of Mole walk up. Oh yeah. Well, of course. I thought you were. I thought you were looking for something that was uh, a little bit more localized. Well, Moloch is everywhere. Here, I'm about to send you a picture. This is <laughs> this is the one I'd put up. Okay, I can't so, wait. When you get this, you know, it might take a little while to get there, but take a look at that. That's what I'd put up. Okay. Um, also, uh, what was I gonna say? Um, concerning oh yes concerning uh namesakes racist namesakes and shit i don't know if you saw this but there has been a um a very broadly circulated and signed petition uh for columbus ohio to actually change their name to Flavortown. i did see that i i wish that that could happen that's I a world I, that i want to live in we all know that that's not going to happen the, the world is not no. that kind no it's not but you man, know but who is so that kind of accordingly for for all the shit that he gets Apparently, Guy mm. Fieri is that kind. That's true. By all accounts, a really good dude. Which I think is, we've talked about that on the show. It's wild, right? Because <laughs> yeah, if you sure. saw that dude, you'd be like, fuck this guy. Right. But he actually is, uh, like I said, by all accounts, really cool, very kind, and, and, and very much tries to put his money where his mouth is. Yeah. So, so I, would, I would install, let's make it 200 feet tall. Okay. Bronze, <laughs> bronze statue. Of Moloch, a three-eyed, cow-headed, winged demon screaming at the sky. Uh, fill his belly with fire, <laughs> and have him shriek right. randomly throughout the throughout the course of the of the day and the year. He just would shriek. You don't know when it's going to happen, but when Moloch shrieks, shrieks, that's when uh, the young must be cast into his fiery maw. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'm down with that for right? sure. And you can't, you can't, you can't keep that's unsustainable. You can't keep burning the young. So eventually, mm -hmm. you just kind of throw dummies in there and whatever. But you know, you have to tolerate <laughs> Moloch from now on. Yeah, I feel like if you switched from the young to dummies, you would maybe draw the ire and the wrath of Moloch. No, no, no. You you satiate him early on. Um, okay. I mean, a belly full of fucking people, right? Um, right. Yeah. And then. You know, I mean, he's like, it's it's like a fucking seventeen hour brisket roasting in there for a good six months. Um, <laughs> but okay. after a while, you can't keep that up. And you know, basically, the the the, the mayor's excuse. I just picture the mayor going, oh, "I'm sorry, but this is how we must live now." And there's just this <laughs> this tyrannical shrieking statue downtown that we have to feed. <laughs> Yeah, that seems like a way fucking cooler reality than the one we currently live in. Yeah, it's probably not at even least, as, at, it's not even as mad well, as Anthony Wayne. No, it, it honestly, it honestly isn't. Um, and I was gonna say, at least then there is a degree of um, there's just a, a degree of honesty there. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, everything's just out on display. There's no, there's no clandestine shadow operations going on. You know what I mean? There's right. no conspiracies to speak of. It's just out in the open. Yes, we are sacrificing people to satiate the uh, hunger of our dark of our dark lord, and it's just out in the open. You know, right. it's uh, what it is. We are satiating the hunger of our uh, our, our chosen deity, and um, right. You know. God help us, but uh, Moloch sure as hell isn't.
<laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I I could reconcile myself with that way, way more easily than I could with, uh, you know, cops gunning down innocent people in the streets. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially if it was fair, right? I yeah, mean, right. Moloch, Moloch needs to be fair. Yes. <laughs> right. So what do you think? Just like a random lottery system? Yeah, I think so. Random lottery mm-hmm. and um, have somebody from out of state run it. You know what I mean? Like like a conglomerate right. of, of people that have no attachment to Fort Wayne and they just, you know, they, they have a random number generator. They generate your number and into the fucking belly you go. This This seems like a side mission that you would run across like a town in Baldur's Gate. And you would slowly uncover the dark secrets that they are indeed sacrificing people to the statue, and you have to go into the catacombs below it and defeat the infernal master of the town. Well, like I said, it's only for the first six months, and then you can just probably get away with dummies because people are horrified enough. You just don't tell them right. you've moved on to dummies. Right, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's certainly an idea. Um, we can put it out there, maybe float it to the city council and see what they say. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I think, um, yeah, I... W- 200 feet tall, bronze, gleaming in the sun, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep, I'm with it. Um, so on that note, maybe let's get on to music. Okay. Um, so we'll go through the queue this week. Um, we have a couple returns and a handful of new ones. So we have got Year of the Knife with their new record, Internal Incarceration. It comes out in August. There are two singles from it. Um, uh, my friend Grant submitted the song Virtual Narcotic. Uh, it was in the queue last week, but we didn't get around to it. So maybe we will this week. They are a Delaware-based, heavy, straight-edge hardcore band. And then we have got Special Interest with The Passion Of. This is another return from last week, sent in by our friend Eric Pressman of Wet Specimens and Mystery Girl. This is a post-punk band from New Orleans that has been getting a lot of shine, but I've yet to hear. Then we've got another return from last week, Groin with their greatest hits. This is a grind band from Arizona that self-submitted. Then we have got Whipping Post with their Spurn Point LP. This is a band from Leeds in the UK. Uh, I don't know anything about this. Can't remember who submitted it, but I feel like it was Tully from Australia. I could be wrong about that. I'll double check. Then we have got uh, another return that uh, made it to the queue, but did not get in our, uh, not make it to our rotation. This was sent in to us by our friend Trey from Inter Arma. The band is, I have no idea how the fuck to pronounce it, Kyren Erse. They're a band from Finland. Um, they have a new full length coming out on September 11th, uh, so you won't forget. It is called Polysamon. <laughs> Um, and the single off of it is called and bat none. He said it rips, but it's like six minutes long. So, you know, if, if okay. we get to it, I guess we'll, we'll see if it's worth the six minute, uh, six minute composition. Then we have got the band chained with their release hell on earth. I'm just going to go ahead and read what was said, um, by the person who sent this in, because I think it was, it, it's not sent in because he thought we would enjoy it. Um, he said that he, he'll, I'll be honest, I'd rather disembowel my whole family and paint my new place with their blood than listen to this again. Um, but he really wanted us to hear it and get our opinion on it. Okay. Then we have got Oily Boys with Crow Memory Grin. This is uh, something I've seen getting a, getting a lot of uh, a lot of shine on the uh, on my social media. I know that this has uh, been long awaited for some folks. Uh, I know Tolly sent this one in and, uh, you know, said it was likely that we've already heard this. This is a thing that I should have already heard, but I knew that 
somebody was going to submit it to the podcast. So I just waited because I wanted to, to get the opportunity to give this a little shine on air. This is a band from Sydney, Australia. Then we have got Drill Sergeant with the Cosmic Leash. This is their demo. This came out on June 12th, and it is a new Philadelphia, Pennsylvania hardcore band with, uh, I think, some members of Fixation. Then we have got Punitive Damage with We Don't Forget. This was sent in to us by our homie Adam over at Convulse Records. Um, Punitive Damage, uh, I know, features Steph, who also plays in uh, Regional Justice Center on vocals. And uh, this is her band. They had a three-song demo and then I think another three-song tape. And this this compiles uh, those two releases onto a single 7-inch. And then last up, we have got And the Hero Prevails with their new song, Ghost Town. I don't know if this was submitted by the band. It was submitted by a guy named Greg, I believe, um, with no context. They simply said, here, let me say, let me see exactly what they said. And the Hero Prevails, a post-hardcore band from San Benito, Texas, who famously opened for The Offspring and shared an intimate conversation with Fred Durst over Instagram Live. Um, so that is the only context that was provided for this. Well, as long so, as it's uh, new. It is, it is indeed new. It just came out on June 19th. It looks like something that I will truly fucking hate. Um, but uh, let's roll the dice to see what we get. Okay. Uh, nine. Okay. Nine is punitive damage. If you go to convulserecords.bandcamp.com, it is the first release on there. It's brand new. I think that this comes out at the beginning of July. I think that uh, pre-orders are up for it now. It is six songs. Let's uh, let's just start at the beginning. Um, this is a band that I, I, I know Steph a little bit just through Regional Justice Center playing here and uh, following her online. I've, I've seen her post about this band, but I've let to, yet to listen to it for whatever reason. I just haven't gotten around to it, so I'm stoked to hear this. I know a lot of people have been fucking with this pretty heavily, so I'm, I'm excited to finally listen. So uh, let's listen to the first track. So we're going to hear the song Baited by Punitive Damage off of their, cell, uh, off of their We Don't Forget 7-inch on Convulse Records. All right. the song baited by the band punitive damage off of their seven inch we don't forget nate what'd you think of that that was all right uh that'd be fun to see live um probably Mm -hmm. not something that i would spin a bunch of um 
if I had it, you know what I mean? Um, right. Yeah. This is, this falls into that. This falls into that. Uh, we brought it up before how, like, if this band is in your hometown, you're hype on this band. For sure. But there's a lot of bands across the world that sound a lot like this. And so it yeah. didn't really stand out, you know, in, in that, in that, in that regard. But nevertheless, it was competently done and it was fun and it was, aggressive and chunky and nasty and ugly in all the right places. And, uh, like I said, I, this is, this is the bread and butter. This is the meat and potatoes of basement DIY hardcore. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mirror all of those feelings. Uh, this was really solid. Didn't sweep me off my feet. You know what I mean? I'm not going to enter into a, a sordid love affair with punitive damage, but I liked it a lot. Um, it was, it was really well done. I would, uh, I would maybe like to hear a little bit tighter recording in the future. Um, it felt, uh, the recording left a little bit to be desired. It wasn't terrible by any stretch of the imagination, but I I would like to hear this done with, um, a little bit more punch to it. Um, but that said the composition, you know, was compositionally sound, um, that good chunky, uh, New York hardcore inspired intro, then, uh, smooth transition into the hyper energetic sort of uh early to mid aughts fast just straight ahead hardcore um it was really good i liked it i liked it quite a lot i got i got nothing bad to say about this i'm probably not going to revisit it a ton but i'm definitely going to listen to the rest of this uh rest of this release and uh i I understand why people fuck with this for sure i think i think this is definitely music that translates well live this would be a ton of fun to see in a basement and yeah if this is your local band or if this is your your homies band you're hype on this for sure you know what i mean this is uh there's there's you can't really say much bad about this this is competently well done meat and potatoes hardcore like you said yeah yeah i Um, like the i like the shirt design i like the white shirt i'm a big fan of white shirts um anything but black shirts right I mean, I have loads of black shirts, but I'm a fan of white shirts or pretty much anything other than a black shirt. Um, and the front and back design is nice, right? Yeah, for sure. It's a good, clean design. Um, I think uh, I think the dude who does it, Che, um, I think he does a bunch of graphic design stuff. Um, but yeah, that was really solid. Like I said, uh, if uh, if you're interested in getting that 7-inch, I know it's up for grabs right now. Like I said, go over to convulserecords.bandcamp.com and you can order it off of there. Um think it's uh 300 copies total not sold out as of yet uh at least as of the uh, recording of this podcast so if you like what you heard definitely definitely support it um like i said i th- i think that other members of this band also play in other bands but you know forgive me the only one i know off the top of my head is that steph plays in in regional justice center as well um but yeah really solid and of course the uh the vinyl mastering was done by willie killy at dead air because who else would it have would it have been done by you know right right um, so yeah, shout out, uh, shout out to punitive damage. I, uh, I understand why people are fucking, fucking with you. That was, that was very solid. We'd like to see it um, live. Indeed. So, uh, let's, uh, roll the dice. See what's up next. All righty. Two. Okay. Two is one I was hoping that we would get around to. It is special interest. The band camp is special interest in o.bandcamp.com. The release is the passion of. As I said, post-punk band from uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. This came out June 19th, so it is a very recent release, and this is a full-length LP. Um, I have not heard of this band, but like I said, I've, I've seen a lot of people saying, uh, saying very good things about it. 
So let's maybe listen to the second track because it looks like the first one is just an intro track. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just like 42 seconds long, no lyrics, so I assume it's just kind of an intro. Um, So let's listen to uh, Disco 3, the second track. All right. So we're going to hear Disco 3 by Special Interest off of their LP, The Passion Of. just heard the song disco three by the band special interest off of their lp the passion of nate what did you think of that i like that it was aggressive and noisy i really liked how over overwhelming the beat was um Mm -hmm. just sort of punishing over top of everything else hanging out there and uh sort of forcing everything else to sort of compete with it um yep yeah it sounded it sounded exactly how I want like a night out to sound, right? Totally, Noisy yes. and chaotic and full of aggression and anything could fucking happen. And uh, that's exactly how I want basically every single day to go. Um, right. And uh, yeah, I really liked it. I, I, this, this is, a, this is um, something that I'm definitely going to check out the rest of for sure. Um, definitely. I really like just sort of the, I don't know, it, it, it wasn't new wave necessarily. It's just, yeah, like noisy, no wave shit. Yeah, for sure. Yes, yeah. Like this is this is equal parts suicide and wax tracks 
era stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? This mm-hmm. is this is definitely drawing from uh, maybe like early Skinny Puppy, um, or even Einstein's in the Neubauten and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it, it's way more blown out, and it's definitely taking cues from some other contemporary industrial shit like Pharmacon or Youth Code or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not it's not the same as that stuff, but it could definitely be on the same bill, and it would make sense. I uh, um, but oh, go ahead. Oh no, no, you can go ahead. I was gonna say I was looking at some of the other releases here, and they have one from February two thousand eighteen. I th- I'm pretty sure I've listened to that before, and it didn't grab me like this. The uh, I'm just looking at the the album art. I remember listening yeah. to that the, to that record, and I don't remember what it sounded like. So that means that it didn't grab me like this. Right. Yeah, this this pretty much grabbed me right off the bat. I uh, I loved this. This is this is right up my fucking alley. Uh, everything about it, actually the the way that every all of the levels seem to be in the fucking red the mm-hmm. entire time. Um, I love that. Um, as you mentioned, the beat is just sort of overwhelming. It's pummeling you over the head during the entire two and a half minutes of this song, and uh, the vocals are completely fucking unhinged, and the lyrics are properly psychotic to accompany them. Uh, I mean, the opening lyrics of the song, I was I was on board immediately when they opened with blood is on the pavement and his jaw is to the floor. You swore we wouldn't start a fight, but tonight was such a bore. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, OK, yeah, I'm fucking with this. Um, the vocals sound completely unhinged. The lyrics are fucking psychotic. The, the music sounds like it's going to overtake you. Um, this is great. This is really, really good. It's more industrial than I than I expected. Just because when Eric submitted it, he he uh, he framed it as post punk slash industrial. So I figured it was it would be to, in in my in my head, I was imagining something, um, you know, like early with sympathy era ministry or something like that. But instead, I got more uh, land of rape and honey era ministry, and I'm I'm not mad at that at all. No. Um, I definitely want to listen to the rest of this LP. This is this is really fucking good. I I uh, I can see why people have been blowing this up. This fucking rules. This is uh, one of my that just that that song alone is one of my favorite things I, I've heard this year so far. So I'm stoked to listen to the rest of this LP. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, who is uh who's putting this out? I don't, let's see. Um, uh, oh, uh, thrilling, thrilling living. Thrilling living. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, did they, I want to, I want to see what else they put out recently. If there's anything that I, oh yeah, that's right. They put out the Judy and the Jerks music for donuts LP. Mm -hmm. That's why I, that's why I recognize that name off the, uh, off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. And they put out some warm body stuff. Um, yep. Yep. That makes sense. Cool. Well, yeah, that, uh, that fucking ruled. Thank you to Eric for sending that in. I I love that. And I'm definitely going to check out the rest of it. Um, on that note, let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what uh, see what we got next. All right. One. Okay. One is Year of the Knife. The Bandcamp is x y o t k x So, if you're a young person who listens to the show, you're very likely already well aware of Year of the Knife. If you're uh, if you're an old head, you might not be. They have been around for a couple years now. Um, they came, they came out the gate swinging, got a lot of hype for playing just, uh, very heavy metallic hardcore. Um, and, uh, I think they got a lot of attention early on for having a a wild live show and, and just kind of going hard in general. Um, I like this band just fine. What I've heard of, what I've heard of them previously. Um, it's, it's good, competent, heavy metallic hardcore for sure. 
never hopped on the bandwagon to the level that everybody else seemed to. I just sort of like it. Um, but this is a new LP that I have not heard either of the singles from. So I am, uh, I am ready to be pleasantly surprised by this. Um, maybe, maybe this will blow me away in the way that, uh, their, their earlier efforts have not. So we are going to listen to the song virtual narcotic by year of the knife off of their upcoming LP internal incarceration. So we just heard the song Virtual Narcotic by the band Year of the Knife off of their upcoming LP, Internal Incarceration. Um, so I'm still trying to figure out exactly how I feel about that. Uh, I'll put it I'll put it simply to start out. I'll just I'll just put out what exactly what popped into my head immediately. No filters, no time to really mull it over. I think I liked that. However, it 100 percent sounded like Slipknot. Um, that's, and that's where I'm at with that. I really like the first two Slipknot records. I'm on record as saying that before I tip, but I typically do not want any of that influence anywhere near, um, my hardcore man. I think that sounded almost exactly like (laughs) the one, something off one of the first two Slipknot records, especially, and I'm sure this wasn't intended, but the use of psychotic in a song. Uh, as much as yeah. the lyrics for this, like I, I get, I get the point they're making, and I, I think it's a valid one, and I largely agree with what they're saying here, and we've talked about it on the show before. But anytime in a song you say that you feel psychotic, it gives me, it must, it's you know, it's probably my bad. It's probably just from growing up through new metal. But anytime I hear somebody self describe as a fucking psycho, I'm yeah. just like, oh, okay, well, that's that's giving me flashbacks to the new metal era and i'm sure that wasn't intentional and it's really not your fault that psychotic was ruined by bands like corn and shit and or and an entire label psycho sick right yeah right Psy- psychopathic records right um but yeah so i don't know i i'm i feel very split on this i i enjoyed what i heard of it but make no mistake that sounded exactly like early slipknot nate what'd you think about that so i yeah that's why i wanted you to bring this one in because um, I kind of felt bad a kind of about kind of liking it. 
<laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and, yes. and here, here's why. Here's, here's, I think, the main thing. The HM2 pedal. Right. Yeah, for sure. I, I have such a soft spot for that sound, right? Yep, same. If, if that was not on that song, I wouldn't like that song. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. You know Makes what I mean? Sense. Like, yeah. that to me is what hit the switch because, I mean, frankly... I don't. I don't know what the first two Slipknot records sound like. Um, wh- why? Uh, why would I? Right. <laughs> right. Sure. I, I. I remember getting a Slipknot like demo or some shit in with mm-hmm. a bag of records I bought. You know, from Eyes Records years ago, like 1998 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. They just threw some. Yeah. They had some tapes and shit, and they just threw it in there. And right. I was living in West Virginia at the time. Maybe I've told this story. Popped yeah, it yeah. into my fucking tape player. There it was. Listened to it for about 45 seconds, maybe a minute. Popped it out, threw it out the window. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right, yeah. Literally, aside from um, aside from the the other song that where the dude is like, you know, crying into a microphone about how like how, well, I guess all singles, every single Slipknot song apparently is about him crying into a microphone about how like broken his brain is and shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. But you know, the one the one that they would play on the radio all the time, right? Sure. Um I don't know I don't even know how it how it goes. Right. He's like the fucking hey. shove my fingers into my Yeah, that yeah, one? yeah. That one. That yeah. one. Where he's yeah. like singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's singing, but then he's like, All right, we're gonna flip the switch now, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Right. Watch watch these <laughs> yes. fucking clowns bang on this shit and we're gonna go fucking eat. <laughs> right? Right, yeah. And so like that's my entire experience with Slipknot. Like, why, why would I listen to that fucking band? Right. <laughs> right yeah. Um. So I, I, I didn't, wouldn't compare these. I, I wouldn't make that immediate comparison. Um, that HM two pedal is what put it over for me, and this would be a guilty pleasure. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'd be yeah, like, yeah, yeah sure. I kind of like this, but man, I would, I would not go to a show. The people that go to that the show to see this band, I guarantee you, are insufferable. Um, yeah, pro- yeah, probably a lot of mesh shorts. Yeah, just insufferable. And 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 I wouldn't. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna say it's like my new favorite band. All I'm saying is, I like that better than I expected to like it, and it was thanks to that HM2. For sure, and and you know that's uh, it's it's a thing that has a lot of kind of old old death metal dudes complaining right now is uh, the hardcore dudes sort of cheat coding their way into being shoehorned into this new wave of death metal stuff. Yeah, um, this this is kind well, of half stepping on that front. Death metal. I mean, it's it wasn't, but there is clear there is clear death metal influence, like in that opening lead. You know, sure. Um, I mean, and, yeah, that that, that utilize, was. That that opening lead was straight off was straight out of a, a fucking dismember record, right? Exactly, um, and and I'm sure that was not accidental. And so I th- I think the HM2 thing is like a fucking it's kind of a cheat code because you do people of of your persuasion or or somebody of my proclivities hears that that sound and immediately it evokes warm feelings associated with bands that we really like. So it's a nice little cheat code to just sort of worm your way into my brain. Um, and, and this was some, somewhat successful in that. I mean, I think it, it's just a nice tone. I like the fucking sound of it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really fucking good. 
It, it is really good. So, um, and, and for what these guys are doing, you know, that was obviously competent songwriting and it got in and got, got out. Most importantly, it was a minute and a half long. So yes. it didn't have any chance to overstay its welcome. That was, that was another, that was another bonus to the song is it didn't revel in its own shit too long. It got right. in, it, it was fast, which was nice. There wasn't a lot of, um, I guess like needless bone throwing for breakdowns and anything like that. Like the whole song sure. was pretty heavy because of the guitar tone, because of the production. The production was heavy too. Um, right. The whole the whole thing sounded good. It came through. It ripped through, and it got out. If it had stuck around for another minute, fuck off. If it had yeah. needlessly like like broke its pace, broke its tempo to like count in some fucking yeah. bonehead knuckle dragger breakdown, no, fuck off. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it didn't do that and it kept up that that good pace. That was a, that was definitely a plus too. For sure, I was gonna say I, this would be a lot less endearing to me if it did the classic boom, 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 and attacked a breakdown on the end, right? Um, because I, I think that was another another thing they were clearly taking from the uh, the play, the death metal playbook in that instead it just sort of contrasted the faster parts and the heavier parts and utilized them both as sort of uh, functional you know, a functional framework to build a song around as opposed to just like tacking on an obligatory breakdown at the end, which Mm -hmm. is a very death, it's a very death metal move to just sort of incorporate your heavy riffs right alongside your fast, your fast riffs. Um, so yeah, you know, by, by and large, uh, I, I enjoyed that. I will check out the rest of the record when it comes out just to see if I enjoy the, you know, the, the entire LP. Um, but as somebody who is very well versed in the first two Slipknot records, um, that sounded exactly like a song off the fir- one of the first two records, um, which is which is what I will say why I think that sometimes those LPs are unfairly maligned as as new metal. They are at best new metal adjacent. They they were pulling heavily from death metal and hardcore. I think they just got the new metal tag because they wore those stupid fucking yep. masks. And they had a DJ. If they had just come out dressed as normal people and got rid of the DJ and the masks, their legacy would probably be a lot different. And um, not have probably like, be talk- And that had like 20 fucking people beating on random shit. Yeah, 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 for sure, man. Um, the, you know, it, then they would maybe be be lumped into the non-core discussion of like, you know, there there would be plenty of haters, but they might be talked about in the same breath as uh, Biohazard or Life of Agony or or uh, Vision of Disorder or something instead of being talked about alongside Corn and Limp Biscuit. Mm. Um, but they fucked up and they were uh, they were spooky demon masks. Yeah, what I thought it was uh, clowns. Yes, it, well, it was there was a there was a clown. It wasn't just clowns. Um, there was uh, I, there was like a, a clown dude. There was like a long, there was like a dude who had like um, dreads or braids. Oh, I'm looking um, at this one guy. Who looks like Pinhead with spikes all over the place. He looks like a fucking douchebag. Yeah. And uh-huh. then there's a guy that has like a zipper across his face. He looks like a fucking douchebag. There's a guy that looks yeah. like a shitty douchebag version of Black Manta. Um, there's a dude who looks like a stump in the background. Um, there's a guy that looks like, um, he, he looks like a bath from a mortal, but with a Superman haircut. Um, there's another guy that looks like, um, Kane, the six foot 11 inch tall monster. Um, Mm -hmm. except he's got black hair and he's wearing, um, like a metal grade across his face, like an idiot. And and there's a filthy clown, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. It just, yeah. That looks so fucking dumb. It sure does. It's oh. it 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 ba- 
baffles me. It baffles me that there was a legitimate period where people are like, yeah, let's fucking hang out and bullshit like this. Right. This is what we're going <laughs> to yeah, do. Yeah. This is this is how we're going to look. Yeah, it's one of the shittiest gimmicks of all time, straight up. Yeah. Um, and it and it and it sullied their legacy in 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 a way that their music never could, um, because they would definitely be included in a lot more co- serious conversations about heavy music, um, at least based on the the merits of those first two records. Had they not dressed up as a bunch of fucking morons, it's incredible. Um, but but they sealed their fate with that man. They made their bed. Now they got to lie in it. Yeah, well, um, I think half of them are dead too. Yeah, that's right. By their own hand. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, that year of the nice stuff, it, it feels like I, I don't often have a guilty pleasure, but that, that might be, that might be something I put on in private, but not bumping the whip, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but we'll see. Like I said, I'm going like, to listen to the rest of it when it comes out. It's not cool. No, it's not cool. It's, it's definitely not, not cool, cool, right? It's not something <laughs> no, like, yo, that, not. that dude's cool. Look at he's listening to that fucking shit, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> right, for sure. Yes, it's, it's not yeah. like it's not like chain whip. Like, no, chain whip fucking rips, and it's cool, right? right. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like this, <laughs> this rips is just, in in like a guilty way, but it ain't cool. It's not cool. No, <laughs> it's decidedly uncool for sure. But yo, that's all right. I mean, there's uh there sometimes it's cool to not be cool. You we know? discussed this last time. It's impossible, right? It's impossible right. to be cool. Exactly. Um because everything's not cool, but that also makes it kind of cool. <laughs> right, exactly. And these these folks are occupying that space. So good on you. You're you're the knife. I mean, shit, you got to you you got Nate to say nice things about something that I immediately compared to Slipknot. So you did something right. Good for you. Yeah, and it's all because um, of that HM2. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> so uh, on that note, let's uh, let's roll the dice and see uh, see what we got next. All right. Five. Okay, one, two, three, four, five. Five is oily, oily boys. I was hoping that we would get to this because it becomes highly recommended. It is uh, oilyboys.bandcamp.com. The record is Crow Memory Grin. Um, it is a 13-song LP that is currently for sale for a mere $28 Australian, which I think ends up being like 20 US or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but then you got to pay that shipping, and that shipping and is a gotta- motherfucker. It is. So I, uh, you know, hopefully some U.S. distros will get this. Um, yeah. But if if you got money to spend and you like what we hear, you can you can order it straight from the band camp. Um, OK, so this is, it, is this is tough. The song the, the song lengths on this really, really vary. Yeah, they, they sure do. Um, I kind of feel like we got to we, we might have to go in. So there is a title track. Right. Yeah, maybe just let's listen to that and then the other song back to back. Yeah, they, that's they what both I'm come in. A, they both come in just over a minute long. Yep. Um, which which seems to be there's there's a handful of songs that are either just under or just over a minute long on this record, and then a handful of songs that are like considerably longer. So I feel like maybe just listening to these two in, in succession might give us a general idea of what the LP is like. Yeah. Um, so we are going to listen to Crow Memory Grin and Blue Batman by Oily Boys off of their LP Crow Memory Grin. Crow 
and we just heard the songs Crow Memory Grin and Blue Batman off of their LP Crow Memory Grin. Um, and I'm just going to say that fucking ripped. That yeah, that's really, worth the admission really price. Good. That's worth the fucking shipping from Australia to get that record. Um, Straight up. That was so good. Yeah, that, I, I love it. It was like a nightmare circle pit. Yes. Like that yes, you can't sure. stop. You can't get out of. You, you, are, you are compelled to be in it. And uh, your head hurts, and you're about to cry, and it's not gonna fucking end until until it's done with you. Right. Yes. That was that was discharge on uncomfortable amounts of acid. Yeah. I really I really liked I, I liked the fucking chorus and reverb on the guitar. I liked how like like at first when it came in, I thought it was gonna be some real weirdo shit um, mm-hmm. with the feedback, and then it kind of went straight into that fucking that just charging beat that, 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 that D beat. And, um, yeah, I really like that. It's, it sounded like shit in all the best ways. Um, it was abrasive and obnoxious and man, the only picture I can see of those guys is a picture of the singer. And yes. He looks like shit. He looks like, I was exactly what I was going to say. He looks like fucking shit yes. and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was right. He looks like, he looks like the last dude I would expect to be singing in this band. He looks so uncomfortable in an oversized corduroy jacket. He's sweating. You can see his greasy chest hair. He looks like shit. <laughs> his face is more hair than skin. Um, his entire right. head is more hair than skin. So that means you know he smells like shit. And right. um, yeah, I this was really fucking good. This was this was the this this is perfectly executed unpleasant music for sure yes yep this is um so there there's like i i guess the my some of my favorite music strikes a perfect balance between between art like intentionally 
I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this. I guess it strikes a perfect balance between arty and incredibly lowbrow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Devo. Yeah. Like Devo is at once incredibly intelligent and also incredibly stupid and lowbrow at the same time, right? It's like it's it almost it obfuscates the intelligence that underlies the music with a presentation that is so deeply fucking stupid and yeah. off-putting to most people that it lands in this absolute like Goldilocks zone sweet spot that perfectly appeals to my sensibilities and everything that I like about my favorite, my favorite bands and my favorite media in general. Yeah. And I think this did a very similar thing in the sense that you could tell there was more going on. You can tell musically there's a lot more conceptually going on than just uh, what meets the eye, but it's covered in this just like din of fucking noise, this unrelenting din of noise. Um, and, and it really struck a sweet spot for me. And I liked that a fucking lot. Yep. And, and, and the sort of, I mean, we obviously haven't listened to every track yet, but just mm-hmm. looking at the, the track titles, there's definitely a sense of um, uh, self abasement in the titles mm-hmm. and right. sort of uh, who gives a shitness, right? <laughs> for lack of a better yes. word, you know, like just, just, just certain, just a, it's cool because they don't want to try too hard, right? They're talking right. shit on themselves. Yes. They're talking shit on everybody. They ain't trying too hard because they know they sound good. It's cool. Right. This <laughs> for sure. This is hardcore that's fucking cool, right? Yes, for sure. Yep. Right. Yeah, definitely. The you know, the, the yes, the man in the corduroy coat mixed with uh music that undeniably rocks, that is uh that is laughing at itself as much as it is laughing at the world, but at the same time isn't trying to come off holier than thou. Um the aesthetic is uh the like the the, the actual art design is both like I said, it's lowbrow, but it's also really good. It kind of has almost a Keith Herring vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, everything about this just it it hits right in the sweet spot, man. This is great. I love everything about this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I, it, I'm gonna. It, buy I was gonna this say record. it doesn't hurt that it's all. Yeah, it, and it it doesn't it doesn't hurt that it's Australian. We have gone to bat over and over again for the uh, the quality of of the the current uh, Australian punk and hardcore scene, and and this is just one more entry into that list. Mm. Yeah, this um, is definitely a purchase. Yeah, for sure. And uh it's on I think uh, should... it's on um Cool Death Records. Mm-hmm. Um they've got a couple of the cool things on there, so maybe I'll I'll order a couple things. It's man that fucking shipping. You know, like I don't know. The pandemic's got everything ass backwards, right? Up is down, yeah. fucking, you know, healthy is unhealthy. Masks aren't cool, but they are cool. Um right. Thinking about other people sucks. Um, trying to like do responsible things and like not make this drag out as long as fucking possible um, apparently isn't cool. Um, right. So, you know, whatever, you know, the, it's, it's just, en- it's just enough to, to, to cause enough static in my fucking world that I will bulk at shipping from Australia or something. I try, I was going to order a record from Europe. Um, they reissued the Ricky Hot Seven Hot City EP, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" And I'll order that. And um, the shipping was more than the fucking record. I was like, "No, fuck you!" Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, couldn't justify sure. that. The shipping was like twenty five fucking euros. 
What right. are you sending yeah, it? What the fuck are you sending it to me? Are you sending are you sending it to me wrapped in 20 euros? <laughs> well, um, you, you know, to be fair, it's definitely not the fault of the uh, the shipper. International shipping rates have just shot up and up and up. It's Yeah, so, it's just I, I it's like just crazy. I don't even offer like I did pre-orders for those uh, wild dog shirts. I had a few people ask about shipping to Australia or Europe. And I was just like, dude, maybe in the future when this, when, and if this becomes a self-sustaining business where I'm not investing my own dollars into it, I can, I can talk about doing international shipping, but right now it's prohibitively expensive. Um, so yeah, we're ordering records from overseas right now. Fucking sucks ass. And I don't see it getting better anytime soon. But if you can, uh, if you can find some other stuff on cool death records to justify paying the shipping, you know, what might as well, because this, uh, this LP is, if the rest of the LP is as good as those two songs, then, uh, this is probably going to eke its way into one of my, one of my favorites of the year. Yeah. It was really good. It was really, really good. All right. Um, so what's up next? So, we got, uh, so, how many we got left? We have got six left. All right, all right. Five. Okay, five is Drill Sergeant. The Bandcamp is drillsergeant.bandcamp.com. If you forget how to spell sergeant like I often do, it is S-E-R-G-E-A-N-T.bandcamp.com. This is their first release. It is called The Cosmic Leash. It's a four-song release that I don't think is... I don't think it's available on tape right now but it is laid out like a tape so uh hopefully it actually finds its way to a physical release because there's nothing dumber than having a tape layout and not putting out a tape the only thing Um, the only thing dumber is having a four minute long tape (laughs) and again you and i are in some somewhat in disagreement on this i'm not super mad at that come Um, on come on in fact i've I've perpetrated that crime before, so yeah, it's it come on. Um, <laughs> so uh, this was uh, mixed and mastered by Trevor Vaughn, who we have mentioned on the show before. Um, Trevor from the Rival Mob, X Files, X Brother, a million other bands, uh, a uh, a prolific and highly talented uh, songwriter, who is I think recently started um, recording, mixing, and mastering. Um, a lot of younger bands. I, I saw him working on some stuff for like a, a band of teenagers the other day. So that's cool. Ooh, I, um, I smell a rivalry in the making. Oh, between Wilk and uh, Trevor. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe we, maybe we can stoke the flame Yeah. <laughs> because there was something else on here. I thought I saw tonight that maybe got some, some Trevor Vaughn treatment, but I, I could be wrong by that uh, about that. Um, so, uh, I guess let's just listen to the opening track. Yeah. It's, um, it's what loads. Burning question. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to listen to burning question by drill sergeant off of their tape, the cosmic leash.
All right, we just heard the song Burning Question by the band Drill Sergeant off of their tape, The Cosmic Leash. Nate, how'd you feel about that? I like that. That was extremely abrasive. The recording on that uh, was extremely abrasive. Um, when everything was playing and like the blasts were going, it just sounded like hissing steam, mm-hmm. um, which isn't yes, a bad thing. Um, no. I, I liked I liked that. Yeah, that was fun. That's that's a band that would be a lot of fun to see live. Um That'd be that's a band that's the kind of band that's a lot of fun to be in. Yes, most definitely. That would be a lot of fun to play for sure. So yeah. Um yeah, I like that. I like, yeah, I liked that too. Yeah, it was good. Um, you know, it's it's pretty uh it's pretty in line with a lot of stuff that we're hearing coming out of the Philly area right now for sure. Yeah, it, it, um, I, I I went in expecting power violence because it's in the tag below. I mean, I guess maybe I don't know. There there that was definitely just more fucking fast hardcore than anything else. Um yeah. You know what I mean? It didn't have the tone. It didn't have the uh, the caveman sort of approach to it. Everything it delivered about that was just more hardcore than anything else. For sure. Um, I, I think that we're maybe experiencing a wave like we did in the mid to late aughts where a lot of things are, are getting, um, in my opinion, improperly tagged power violence. Um, because I remember when like ceremony and like trash talk came out and shit, um, they were sort of being labeled power violence. Um, and, uh, and in my opinion, that was an erroneous, an erroneous claim. And I think, um, I think, and uh, no, in no small part due to RJC's popularity, uh, power violence is, is experiencing a moment again, um, where people are, are rediscovering the classics and, uh, they maybe are, are trying to incorporate some of those influences in. Um, but uh, to me, power violence is an incredibly niche and highly specific sound. Uh, if you want to get incredibly pedantic, um, it only technically encompasses a handful of bands from a, a specific scene in the late 80s and early 90s. But um, I'm going to not engage fucking full autism mode here and, and, and acknowledge that it, at this point it's sort of been codified as a, a general sound. Uh, I don't think this falls in that in that realm at all. It definitely had some some minor influence, but I'm with you by and large. I think this was just uh, fast, blown out hardcore, and uh, I think it was really good. It's like I said, it's definitely in line with a lot of stuff that's been coming out of the Philly area. We've had a, a handful of Philly bands on here: um, Chemical Fix, uh, Fixation, um, you know, uh, Blueprint. This is uh, definitely in line with that stuff, and it's uh, it's quite good. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I tell you what, that, that work by Trevor Vaughn, that was really good. I think, uh, probably the best in the biz right now. <laughs> oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Will Killingsworth, Trevor's coming for your fucking throne, buddy. He's gunning for you. He's I, I think he's already taken you. it. I just don't think, I, I don't think Will realizes the trouble that, uh, he's, he, he's in right now. I'm gonna say I I don't know if he's already taken the throne. I think I'm gonna sign with I'm gonna side with Wilk on this. Okay. Okay. I, I like this too. We're gonna get the, an we're gonna get an internal rivalry going on. Now the too. the the, uh, uh, the the usurper is um, definitely making his mark right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, when it comes down to the great. To the great uh, fucking hardcore engineer wars of 2021, we'll see where the fucking lines are drawn and uh, who takes what side. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna come down. It's good. It's like Highlander. There can be only one. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I mean, uh, right now it's up between, it's up between Trevor and Wilk. Wilk is the Kurgan, but we all know what happens to the Kurgan in the end. Right. That's right. Yep. A young upstart comes and fucking beheads him. That's right. Um, so, uh, so yeah, like I said, that was really good, competently done. I will definitely check out the rest of that tape and see what it's about. But, uh, but I liked that a lot. Uh, let's, uh, let's roll the dice and, uh, get something else. Uh, I, I gotta say we were, we were due for an episode of, uh, slappers. Yeah. And pretty much we've had a couple episodes. We've liked everything tonight. Yeah, um, for sure. There's nothing that we've disliked. And, uh, some things surprisingly, like begrudgingly kind of liked. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But we, we had had a couple episodes where we were ambivalent to almost everything that we heard. So this is uh, this is a nice change of pace. I, I needed I needed this little uh, it's a little wind under my wings. It puts us in a better mood because, you know, like I said, we get this repu- at least we get this reputation of being curmudgeons. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't want to we don't want to get that established. I don't I would rather hear bands that I like instead of shitty bands and, you know, puts us in a better mood. For sure. So, so now what you just said about us getting reputations as being curmudgeons and shit, does that have anything to do with the, the subject that you brought up last week but declined to expound upon, which I think you simply said enemies? No, 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 no. No, I was just, okay. um, no, I was just uh, thinking after we recorded last week, I was like, man, I tell you what, we sure can be a pisser sometimes. <laughs> In what sense? Well, because we're fucking basically anybody who's over the age of 10 that enjoys fun, we told them to get fucked, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. Basically asserted that I don't want to be around fun, right? Right, yeah. And I sure as hell don't want, you know, like we just... Let's just say that we didn't put our best foot forward last week. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Right. And I, I felt uh-huh. like, um, I, you know, people might walk away thinking, boy, those guys are real sons of bitches. Those guys are real killjoys. But, um, you know, give us good music and see what happens. Not not one fucking yeah. rant tonight. Not one fucking rant tonight. No, not 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 so far. We're uh, We're doing great. We're doing great so far, man. This is this is um, this is a uh, good news episode, right? This is what's that? Yeah. What's that guy from the office? He has some fucking show where he does good news, tells you that the world isn't falling to hell. Uh, I I don't know. Anyway, I I saw I saw something about it, like on uh, on uh, on on the computer on the internet, and uh, okay, he uh, what what is his fucking name? The guy from the office. That's like an Which action hero. The, the guy that's like an action movie star now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget that dude's fucking name. But the guy who played Jim on The Office. Yeah. Well, he does some show. Is where that who he, you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does some show where he tells you. It doesn't matter. The fucking moment is lost because I don't even know his fucking name. I don't know why I brought it up. But like he does some right. show where, you know, hey, let's let's talk about some good news. Let's talk about some things that are cool. And, um, right. you know, nothing's yeah, for fucking sure. good. Um, <laughs> Um, you know, it's interesting because I was actually thinking about the same thing yesterday. And this is something that's, that's actually kind of plagued me for, for most of my, my life, which is the duality of my internal monologue, um, where uh, on one hand, 
I consider the personal benefits and and just in general how much better my life would be if I embraced a far less judgmental uh, way of living and thinking. If I, you know, like the Buddhists would teach, became like a rock, let uh, the currents of the world simply flow over and around me. Yeah, but that's um, for fucking quitters, right? <laughs> Well, see, and that's that's where the other that's where the other side of me chimes in, which I think some, including my therapist, would argue is the the deeply toxic side of me. Um, because I was just thinking about like, man, you know, wouldn't it be nice if just instead? And it's I think it was spurred on because I went down and I I spent uh, the weekend with uh, my brother and I spent the weekend with my uncle and his his wife and um, their two daughters, who are the sweetest young girls ever. Um, I think they're both in middle school now and they're just, they're very precocious, high, very, very smart. Um, and their whole family are just like <clears throat> very kind, very non-judgmental people who, who do a thing that is not very popular right now and do a, a thing that I have certainly never done in my life, which is just sort of tread a middle course and not take a lot of radical positions and uh, just try to be generally kind and loving to the people in their life. And anytime I'm around them, I'm like, man, you know, that seems like a pretty good way to live. And anytime you you hear interviews with like learned old scholars and shit, they will typically they will typically reflect very similar ideas in that they're just like, you know, I, I just try to be in the world and be in the moment and uh, not sit in too much judgment and uh, enjoy the simple things. You know, pretty much across the board, this is reported by people who, uh, on average, tend to be a lot happier, at least appear to be a lot happier than I am or have ever been. So I guess I was just kind of sitting sitting in thought with that idea. And everything about the essence of who I am at my core kicks back against that impulse and says, no, no, you have to hate everything. It's, it is who you are. And to, and to to give up on that would be to give up the essence of who you are as a person. I've talked to my therapist about it, and he was really frank with me in saying that it's one of the most troubling and toxic point of views that he's ever heard in his life. Um, and that the idea of me trying to actively be a better, more tolerant person is somehow anathema to who I am in my soul. What? But um, it, it but, is anathema. I mean, right. Not go ahead and finish your thought because I'm still trying to compose mine in a way that doesn't come out like a bunch of fucking gibberish from just some fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, I mean that—that's more or less all of it, right? It's just that I—I I, I sit with this duality constantly raging inside my head, in which the thing that really brings me joy is, is you know, or at least one of the things that really brings me joy is to uh, sit in glib judgment of uh, the art that other people make and the choices that other people make and, and not to make any real value judgments about it nine out of ten times, but uh, just the, the fun of <laughs> hating as we've explored many times. And then there is the other side of me that 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 calls out from deep within. I've buried it, but it says, uh, hey, don't you think you'd probably be much happier if you just um, didn't do that? And I, I can't reconcile those two 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 halves of my brain. They just sit in constant battle with each other. Yeah, see, I would be much happier if the things that I fucking can't stand weren't part of my fucking sphere of exi like experience. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> sure, yeah. How do you shut that off? Hey, here's an example. 
got some neighbors not too far from, from, you know, where I'm at right now. Right. They're about a mile away. Mm -hmm. I talk to them once in a while. I mean, I'm out here in the fucking, definitely the corn stalks of Indiana. Right. I'm about as rural as you can get right now. So, um, let's just put it that I generally don't like rural people. Um, they are, they are, (laughs) and this is coming from me. I find them to be closed minded, judgmental, clannish, that's clannish with a C, um, right. and and just very cloistered and and um, suspicious of anybody that is not a rural rural person, um, and you know working out here amongst these folks, I get along with many of them as long as um, and the and I'll tell you right now the main reason I get along with many of them is because I'm white and I'm a dude. Um, sure. If I wasn't white, totally different fucking story, at least for half of yeah. the people that I, that I, you know, interact with out here in the sticks. And if I was a woman, right. the interaction would be a hundred percent different and totally fucking different as well. And I have a hard yeah. time then accepting the fact that these people are okay. Right. Right. That like it's the, the, the oh, they're, they're nice folks is anything more than a fucking veneer because if I wasn't who I am, if I wasn't, you know, the person like the, 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 I guess if my superficial qualities weren't what they are there, I, I have, I know that the interaction would be totally different because I've had female assistants that have totally different interactions with them. Right. Um, right. and, um, I, I know they would anyway, this dude lives about a mile down the road. I've talked with him, you know, seems all right. <laughs> Homeboy just hung a brand new, uh, Trump 2020 keep America great flag in his, in his, in his yard, like on a flagpole. Right. Yeah. I have a hard time thinking if you're still on that fucking train that you're a good dude. It's tough. It is definitely tough. You and could, you could no, feign ignorance me, in 2016. Yeah. To, to feign ignorance. Like if you're still flying that flag, quite literally in this instance, but if you're still on that fucking train, you're legitimately not a good person. If you ask me, because you're into the fucking, you're into the sheer cruelty and brutality of it, right? Um, right. You're into the sheer idiocy of it, um, mm-hmm. which is a big, f- I mean, how is that any different than flying a fucking Swazi flag? I mean, it doesn't have the same cultural fucking weight, right? You know what I mean? But it's sure. like a psychopathic records thing or whatever. Like I see him like, hey, you motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like it's such <laughs> a strong, it's such a strong cultural identifier that, Right. It supersedes virtually anything else you can throw at me. Right. Yes. Right? For sure. Yep. So how do you take a middle path with that without being a fucking quitter? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I guess, I guess, that's just how it is. You know, like that's that's the middle path of me as well. I guess it's just how it is. The world's a shithole, but you got to find the fucking silver lining in the fucking turds. And uh, <laughs> it's not all bad. Every once in a while, the turds stop flowing, you know, but like the shit <laughs> never stops flowing. It never stops flowing. Right. <laughs> yes, that's true. It never fucking stops. And I don't see how a rational person can look around at virtually anything around them and think, yeah, this mm. is cool. Everything's working out. Great. <laughs> 
Well, you know, I I don't think that one necessarily has to take that position because the the Buddhist position is that the human condition is inherently one of suffering, right? And it doesn't deny the injustices of the world. It just well, accept, accepts them as inter, as an integral component of human existence and uh, accepts them at face value. While at the same time, Buddhists have a, a long history of uh, of dissent and political dissent. You know what I mean? So well, they also have um, a long history think, of being fucking violent and brutal too. Um, well, sure, and, and sure. Yeah, of course. Too. I mean, I don't, I don't read into Buddhist bullshit for the same reason that I'm not reading in anybody else's bullshit because it's fucking bullshit, right? Um, <laughs> once, once you cross the line of magic, homie, I'm, I'm, I'm tuning you out, right? Um, right. Like once that line is crossed, I'm done. But you know, take your uncle for instance, right? I'm gonna shit all over his family right now, right? <laughs> this okay. is so so. I believe this is the uncle you've told me about before that, you know, doing pretty well for himself and things like that, right? Sure, yeah. Yep. Got two wonderful daughters, white guy, you know, making money, living in money. They're coming up hyper fucking privileged wherever they are down in Indy, right? There's a whole oh, fucking, yeah. like, like they don't even, of course they're fucking, of course it's easy for them to be that way, right? Definitely, yes, because they're, they're insulated. Not wallow, they're, not, they're not subjected to this shit you know, their, their, their sure. privilege gives them a fucking leg up. So that, again, is a fucking veneer. And then t- you have the privilege of taking the middle path in that instance then. Like, oh, well, yeah, it's not for all sure. bad. Yeah, no wonder it's not all fucking bad. You got money and you're fucking white. <laughs> right. No, for sure. For sure. I, I think, um, like I said, it's I, that is a, a bad example for all of the reasons that you just stated. It's just simply that being around it. Um, is uplifting in terms of just it's like personally uplifting because they're nice to be around. Yeah, um, I get that. And uh, but there, but there are many instances of uh, of, of philosophers and shit who are not uh, upper class upper class white dudes living in the uh, the suburbs of Indianapolis who have taken a, a similar path um, historically. By and large, I'm just saying I think that there is some uh, philosophical credence to the idea. Um, that uh, probably sitting, going through your life uh, with less active judgment and hatred in your heart is probably objectively a happier way to live. Um, but I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm ever going to get there. So. Well, it is probably, but it's so goddamn difficult when there's so much to fucking hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. You know for sure. I mean? And I always like, return. To, I always. I always return to that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like you know, whatever. Pick one. Right. The world's. The world's. The world's fucking worse and it's only getting worse. Er, right? <laughs> yeah. The world's the world, fucking the world is the world, the world is worse and it's only, it's getting, only getting worse. Worser. I'm fucking tired, man. Let's get on to the next fucking man. I'm tired of this bullshit. <laughs> okay. Let's uh let's just listen to one more band and then we can wrap it up. All right. Uh four. Okay, one, two, three, four. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, this is this is the band that somebody said they would rather paint their disembowel their family and paint their new home in the blood of their loved ones than ever hear this song again. So this is this I, this should be a good note to go out on. Okay. Um, the song that they suggested is "Hell on Earth," which is the last song on this uh, on this what appears to be this four song each by a band called Chained. Chained, yes, it is yeah. chainedhc.bandcamp.com. Oh, Did you see these guys? Uh, their picture? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah some fucking, they... there's some fucking gullets in that picture. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I mean, well, I got... I'm gonna tell you what. The... 
Go the, ahead. the warning side the warning side for me is anytime I see a well-groomed beard and like little little gauges, mm. like little plugs on an adult, I'm like, mm, I bet you're not making music for me. The well-groomed beard is is um definitely a standout. The fucking gullet. Mm. Um yeah. at least three of those guys are 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 packing some burgers in those gullets for later. <laughs> and I know because I got a gullet that I fucking pack burgers into. Um yeah. <laughs> the dude on the far fucking right. Hat over uh-huh. your ears. What the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. Hat, Hat over, over your ears. ears what the, the fuck are you thinking? Really? Really? <laughs> are you fucking six years old wearing your daddy's hat? It's too big for him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Backwards hat over the ears with little plugs and, and a well-trimmed uh, questionable beard. facial hair. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, yeah. nothing about this appears to be anything that I'm going to be interested Holy in. Cow, that tags. guy's got a small head too. Holy shit! Look at that. Look at look at look at <laughs> look at that snapback. Look how fucking tight that thing is wrapped around his dome, and it's still over his fucking ears. His head's probably the size of my fist. Yeah. <laughs> And then yeah, the other probably. guy in the middle looks like he can't even find a hat that big enough to fit that fucking <laughs> Moai statue he's got between his shoulders. Uh, holy shit. Um, so this is uh, <clears throat> it's tagged metalcore, beat down, heavy, hardcore. The art looks like fucking shit. Um, it features the, the song that we've been asked to listen to features Tony Evans of a band called Desolated. Desolated is a kind of shitty deathcore adjacent um, UK band. So, I, and and I'm looking at like the old English C logo on the side. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I think I know what we're gonna get here. I think we're gonna get some deathcore masquerading as hardcore. So I think we shouldn't. N- nobody is our fucking master. Nobody tells us what fucking song to listen to. Um, I think we should listen to one of the other songs because I don't want to hear Tony Evans of Desolated on it. I want to hear the band as they are. Counter Counterpoint, though, because I'm sure it only is features that dude for like a verse. Counterpoint, it is the title track of the of the record and yeah. the song that they choose to go out on. Okay. But okay, okay. You know what you I mean? Sh- I'm sold. I didn't know. I didn't... I just noticed that it is the title. I was too fucking... I was just... Staring into the fucking twin terrors right there in the middle of the band. <laughs> I'm glad I finished my yeah. dinner before we started recording so they couldn't come <laughs> steal it from me. Oh, shit. Uh, all right. So we are going to listen to Hell on Earth off of the EP of the same name by the band Chained from Greensboro. Turn it! 
Okay, so we just heard the song Hell on Earth off of the EP of the same name by the band Chained. Nate, tell us your thoughts. You know, you know that I don't like this, right? I mean, that's why it was mm-hmm. submitted. Um, of course. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. This is false. This is this is music yeah. for people that are fucking false. Um, mm-hmm. this is this is this cops listen to this shit. This is hardcore for <laughs> this yeah. is hardcore for fucking cops. For sure. Yes. Right. Right. Yep. This is this is what they're listing in their fucking, you know, AirPods while they're fucking shooting your fucking face out with rubber bullets and gas in your fucking kids. Um, right. Yeah. This is nonsensical lyrics about how 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 fucking empty are the, these fucking lyrics. Right. Mm-hmm. This is just this yeah. is the standard fare for fucking meatheads to fucking write hard what they think are hard ass sounding lyrics lyrics that cannot possibly have come from fucking experience right um, sure that are just what they think you know being broken sounds like 
Um, right. Yeah. And and then the the fucking corny yo 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 check this out Nancy hardcore we're bringing it at you right and then the fucking crowbar at the end oh god yeah, yeah. a bunch of stuff bumming me out please help me you know like Jesus yeah. Christ guys yep. you can fucking check all the boxes on corny fucking cop hardcore and you know like. It's so far out of my fucking purview. I don't even consider this fucking hardcore. Um, yeah, this is barely right. Barely I don't consider this. I don't consider this heavy metal. I don't consider this hardcore. This, this is a facsimile. This is fucking robot right, music, yes. right? This, this could have very well been written by a fucking algorithm. Yep. Totally. There's nothing. There's nothing genuine about it. There's nothing. Um. I guess there's no like, now this is saying something because I, you know, (laughs) I don't play any instruments, but like, there's not a spark of creativity in this sort of music. No, I agree with that for sure. Right. This is just going through the fucking motions. um, And it's not, not interesting at all. This band is what I'm glad Year of the Knife didn't sound like. (laughs) <laughs> yes, for sure. This band Agreed. would play with Year of the Knife, right? They'd mm-hmm. open up for them. Um, they'd be the local opener. Yeah. Yep, yep. They'd be the local opener for Year of the Knife. And, you know, that's a bummer because, you know, this is what, yeah, this is exactly, if, if you're in a hardcore band, this is what you don't want to sound like, if you ask me, right? <laughs> I agree for sure. Yes. Um, um, and, and, and I guess just like, I, I don't know, man, this is again, look at those fucking gullets. Of course, that's what those guys fucking sound like. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then they're going to fucking go yeah. home and, and crack open a cold fucking, you know, hype at, like local I like, like, like beer or some shit like that, you know, and like discuss the qualities, the, the fucking, the fucking flavors of whatever swill it is they're drinking. Um, why that has to do with anything, I don't know, but fucking craft beer pisses me off. So I figured I'd throw it in there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, the beards were just indicative of a possible interest in craft beer. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. How can there be a middle way? Because, Okay, the <laughs> the guy on the left, the guy on the left, you know, whatever. He looks like a fucking cretin, right? Um, don't hand, <laughs> don't give me the mean mug. I'm sure he's a perfectly nice, maybe even a fucking intelligent person, right? He might hold multiple fucking um, multiple honors from from high level universities, and, and 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 you know, be working on a postdoc or something like that. But the, that that mug that that mug makes you look like a fucking cretin. Don't give me that fucking hard look, right? Indeed. Um, yeah. Cut it out. Right. The two guys in the middle, they look like nice guys. Right. They, do. they definitely yeah. look like, I, I, you know, get rid of the shitty dish, dish. Listen, you got a lot of fucking neck fat underneath your chin. That's fine. Get rid of the beard and just accept it like the guy behind you. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I just agree. don't don't try to hide it, hide it underneath the hedges. Right. Just just let the fucking yeah. dirt hang out because you sure as hell ain't going to stop eating fucking burgers and pizzas to get rid of it because I sure as hell didn't. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Right. But like those two guys, yeah, they let's fucking, you know, I, let's go get some fucking tacos, guys, because you guys look reasonably friendly enough and I know you like to eat. Um, <laughs> so let's go do it. Right. Uh-huh. 
the fucking clean cut guy in the back. I don't know. He looks like a, he looks like a drummer to me, but I might be wrong about that. He he looks like if Ryan Gosling was created in a lab and the experiment went wrong. He does look like a, a copy of a copy of a copy of Ryan Gosling. <laughs> yes. Um, and he looks like he'd just rather talk about, you know, how to fucking tune up his Subaru WRX, um, which doesn't <laughs> interest me. Right. Yeah. Um, and then of course the dude in the fucking, the dude in the fucking right, right with the hat over his ears, that's an automatic disqualifier, right? You that's coming up to me with that. If, if I ever have seen one. Yeah. You come up to me with that fucking dopey hat over your ears. Look, no, 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 no. <laughs> right. Come on, man. Yeah. Right. right. So I don't yeah. even, you know, I'm, I no, I don't want to talk about UFC, dude. I don't give a shit. Right. <laughs> I don't give a shit about psychopaths beating the shit out of each other so that we can watch. Um, and, you know, whatever. But at least the two guys in the middle look like he can go out and have a fucking a good pizza with them. They, they know sure. where they know where to get some good food. And I, right. I lost my chain of thought talking shit on how they look and making, you know, ad hominem attacks on these guys. But I guess what I'm saying is. This is fucking hardcore for cops that that I can't imagine anyone fucking liking except for fucking cops. Um, and, uh, and and that's the thing. Like hard ass dudes that hate cops would like this shit too. But dude, this right. is the, this is exactly what fucking cops would listen to. Um, for sure, this is their idea of, of hardcore. And uh, it bums me out. Like, how can there be a middle way when you hear bullshit like this? Right. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, at least a couple of them look perfectly nice. And, and and then it's like they're, you know, it's like my neighbor flying the fucking Trump 2020 flag. Like right away, I'm like, God damn it. Well, now I know you're a fucking piece of shit. Right. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. I mean, I think to me, stuff like this it, it is really only a, a couple steps removed from like five finger death punch. You know what I mean? Like broadly speaking, you could very well appeal to the exact same demographic with this as you could with five finger death. Punch. There's probably um, 20%. No, I would say 40% less embroidered jeans in the audience for these guys than there are for five finger death punch. No doubt. I, I, I'll say this. I don't think, I don't think five finger death punch could win over this band's core audience. But I think this band could win over Five Finger Death Punch's core audience. Sure, you know what I'm saying? sure. And if there were if there were ten people at Five Finger Death Punch wearing embroidered jeans, there are six watching these guys. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I think you touched on most of it, right? It's just it, it, it's false in every way. It's what we've discussed before: a sort of uncanny <laughs> valley, uh, you know, uncanny valley hardcore. It is in every sort of uh i guess at a glance it is hardcore but upon further examination it you quickly realize it's something else it's its own beast that is closely related to but entirely distinct from hardcore this is basically dudes who traded in their acacia strain and immure shirts for a zabalba shirt and uh got serious about their music um, but are still essentially playing what is at this point just second or third wave bullshit deathcore masquerading as something else. The mosh call was very fucking stupid. Um, and yeah, as you mentioned, as soon as that, the crowbar vocals came in at the end, that yeah. was um, the most uh, pathetic Kurt from crowbar, uh, you know, um, 
imitation that I've heard in quite a while. Uh, yeah, there's, there's nothing good about this at all. Um, I I feel like, I feel like this side of this sort of hardcore by now should mm -hmm. just be like a preset on like a line six amp. (laughs) Yeah. That's a very, very good way to fucking describe this for sure. Um, and, and you know, by and large, I do think that this has become its own, its own genre. It's kind of, you know what I mean? Like there are kids who are specifically into this type of shit and who don't branch out into, who never branch out into poison idea or bad brains or 86 mentality or government warning or anything. This to them is like as far afield as they go. This is hardcore to them. The vast majority of their listening is like bullshit, bullshit warp tour, MySpace music. And when they want, when they decide that they want to um, trade in the girl jeans for some mesh shorts uh, and a flat bill, this is their ticket in. Um, and it's a, basically their reason to get together every weekend and, and punch people in the face. And uh, it doesn't go much further than that. There's, there's no. There's no sort of underlying ethos to this music, right? There's the only thing that unifies bands that sound like this is the sterile bullshit production, the triggered drums, the uh, the the you know fucking unmiked all digital guitar sound, um, the bullshit vocals, the lyrics about being a hollow rotting shell of the man you once were, like all of the all of the unifying signifiers uh of this sort of subgenre are just the most surface level bullshit traits that that a genre could embody there's there's nothing here it's it's total it's like it, it, i don't know it's like the taco bell of of heavy music you know yeah. what i mean yeah it it's is just there's there's nothing to it's very cheap and there's absolutely nothing to it and the barrier to entry is very fucking low yeah you you don't have to have any sort of uh refined taste to to, to get into it um and if you're a real cretin it's your favorite thing yeah it, it, it's it's entirely uninspired in every way um yeah it's yeah, there's just nothing. And like looking at the lyrics and stuff, like I don't know when this was fucking written. Yeah, they might have had this song in the back pocket for a couple of years. Who knows? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, this was released yeah. last year. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, so not this, not, not this song or this band. I'm certainly not going to shit on them in this way right now. But like, yo, there's a lot of like real. We talk about like, you, you know, the best, the best shit is, is stuff about personal experience and real shit, right? Uh, yeah. And there's a lot of real shit. And when you read lyrics like this now, like the the fucking shell of a man theme that so many of these bands have, it sounds incredibly mm. fucking tone deaf. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. For I sure. mean, it sounds incredibly fucking tone deaf. And like I said, not these lyrics, because I mean, whatever, this was written, you know, a while ago, but it's not like this, this the shit that we're seeing going on is new or in any way. But like, especially right. in like, with where what the spotlight is on right now right mm-hmm. um yeah shit like this is just incredibly fucking tone deaf and there's so yeah, many there's sure. so many things to be genuinely fucking you know mad about that you could be going off about but you're not mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah i agree with that going forward uh chubby white guys and stuff we, we don't want to hear about how you're fucking hollowed out and you're a shell of a man right Let's let's let let's see let's put put your money where your mouth is. Let's see where the cards actually fucking lay, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. I, 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 uh, I back that position entirely. So, uh, so yeah, so we ended on a stinker, but, uh, but yo, we liked everything else that we heard tonight. Yeah. Um, even, even stuff we weren't necessarily expecting to enjoy. So that, you know, that's a good sign. Overall, this was a very positive episode. There, there wasn't a lot of ranting going on. We, we ventured into it briefly, but overall had a lot of, had a lot of good things to say, had a lot of kind things to say about the music that we heard. And we just gave some friendly advice to these gentlemen. And, and Um, honestly, fucking, mm -hmm. I have not forgotten my oath that I made five episodes ago. I'm sticking to it. It's a positive episode. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it was indeed a pretty positive episode. Um, I think we got a couple messages. We got a couple messages, but we'll save them for next time. We'll get a we'll get a couple more uh, a m- couple more in, and then you know, knock yeah, out that, three or that's four good because I'm going to be asleep in literally five minutes. So, <clears throat> okay, word. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll just do some housekeeping and then uh, then just wrap it up for the night. So if you want to submit music, uh, you can send it over to demo listen podcast at gmail.com. There is also a dedicated thread at the top of the Facebook group. If you're part of that, you can uh, submit releases that are a year or less old. Um, for G. Michael Thomas, who suggested that we do a Discord, I think that is indeed happening. Um, our friend, uh, our friend Meyer Brown has uh, has volunteered his services because he said he already moderates a Warhammer Discord, so we might as well hop in on the uh, take the reins on the uh, the Demolis and Discord server as well. Oh, so I think go. he's going to set that up and moderate it. Thanks, so Meyer. I know we got an email. Yeah, thanks, Meyer. Uh, we also we got an email about it. Um, somebody said that they would definitely be interested in doing it, in in taking part in a Discord. So, so if you don't like the Facebook group or you don't have Facebook, um, that should be forthcoming soon. Um, if you want to join the Patreon, you can go over to patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. I just got a new episode up earlier. If you were waiting on that, sorry, I thought that I had uploaded it. Um, as I was telling Nate earlier, uh, I just, I, I guess I edited it all and then must've taken a break while it was bouncing to go pick up like some food or something and, uh, then just totally forgotten to upload it. So it is up for your listening pleasure now. And then we're going to record another episode sometime this week. I think we're going to start our uh, Rorschach family tree episode. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, ideally a lot less tedious than the deep wound ended up and deep wound series ended up being, um, $5 and up will get you access to, uh, to all of our uh, Patreon episodes that are up, and uh, ten dollars and up, we'll get you some other shit. We've uh, we got some goodies in store. I have reached out to my friend Dusty about doing a uh, T-shirt design for us, so that should we should have the ball rolling on that pretty soon. And then last, if you want to leave us a message, just give us a call at 260-222-8341, and uh, we'll hopefully tackle tackle some messages next week. Um, beyond that. I think that's really all there is to it. Rate and review on iTunes or your chosen podcatcher uh, if you got a second. But other than that, I think that's uh, that's really all we got for the week, unless you got any closing thoughts, Nate. Nope. Going to sleep now. Okay. Sleep well, little baby. Uh, we will uh, we'll holler at you next time.